What's up, Mark? Not much. Uh, I got to go through a very fun process last week. Yes. I. This sounds fun oh. sarcastic. Is it fun real? Or it's fun, fun sarcastic. sarcastic. Okay. We were going through changing our insurance at the company. Um, because we are now going from small company status to big company status. Oh gosh, that's and so painful. it's just changed everything about the insurance and and everybody was stressed because the person we hired in HR to take care of it got hired basically around the time when we should have been enrolling people, and instead she was working on figuring out who was going to be our insurance provider. Uh, oh, so there's a whole lot of stress around it but I was thinking you know I didn't have to participate because I'm on my parents insurance like I haven't been insured by the company mm-hmm. uh, but you know I went to the information session just out of kind of interest it was a way to kill two hours of my day and and I was interested it was it was helpful for me to learn all the different mm-hmm. terms associated with insurance that I knew nothing about Mm-hmm. Um, the person giving the presentation was very good at explaining it in a very plain, easy to understand way, as much as is possible. You know, so that was good for me, just for my own knowledge of all the different terms. Mm-hmm. So we have a very base level health insurance that we're getting covered, and then there's also like a dental plan and vision plan, and uh, other. The other nice thing about being a big company now is that they're giving other additional benefits of things like short-term disability and accident insurance and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I figured, you know, I'll I'll call my dad and just kind of tell him, you know, what the deal is with what my company's covering because I don't actually know any details about what I get through him. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I didn't know at all. I've yet to really even use insurance at all since I've moved out here. Uh, mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, let me just compare. I don't know what the deal is, so let me just ask. And uh, so I called. I said, hey, you know, I just want to talk about insurance stuff. Uh, because I, you know, I wasn't sure, like, you know, I know that I'm on your insurance and blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, funny story. I thought we had already talked about this. And when I went to renew <laughs> my company's insurance uh, last week, I took you off it for next year. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, well, not oh no, because luckily this I called him the day of the big informational meeting. Okay. And I and I didn't have to make a decision yet. Okay. Um, like you know, I had so to make you... make a decision quickly, but it wasn't like that day or anything, and I had already waived it or anything like that. So it wasn't bad. It was more just well, thank goodness I bothered to call at all. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have just waived. And then I would have been yeah. uninsured for a year. <laughs> yeah, that is very good. So, yeah, so I talked to my dad and figured out, you know, you know, we talked about the various pros and cons of all of the four different plans that I had available to me and blah, 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 blah. Four? Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, and so we, we talked through it and we sorted out what we thought was probably the most reasonable option for me and all that. And so the next day, yeah, you know, I set an appointment. We we were required to meet either in person with representatives that would be there the rest of the week 
or if we didn't do that, uh, they would call us and force us to set up a like a screen sharing meeting thing to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. So yeah. right when the HR email came out at like 8 o'clock that evening saying, hey, you can schedule stuff, I jumped on it and scheduled for the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I went in and talked to the insurance rep person who is, you know, just some lady, probably like not too much younger than my mom, it seemed, uh, who was sitting there. Uh, with her MacBook, uh, and and all, all the the only reason they're there is to just sit, it's almost like they're acting as like a witness of sorts <laughs> to be like I explained everything about the insurance stuff. I was there to answer your questions. The person was informed before they signed up. Like I think that's what it's meant to be. Uh huh. Uh, and so, you know, and they were helpful. I didn't have many questions, but we went through it all together. Uh, but I was watching her use her computer. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, it was just sort of like, she wasn't very fast at typing, which is fine. But then she was like, she needed to, I think that, what was it? There was like certain stuff that like technically I was supposed to you know, use her computer to do, which I did, which were things like I needed to set up an account and set up a password and type in an address, okay. like stuff that's like, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, either I need to do it myself or it's ridiculous to have her do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one section. I don't remember what it was. I think we were just filling out like contact details and she was, she just had the computer. And so she was doing it. And I think it was just like putting down my phone number. Mm-hmm. And so I like told her my phone number and she typed it in and then it had to be like, it had to be put somewhere else and, uh, you know, so she needed to copy and paste it. And I watched her struggle to highlight using the trackpad on this MacBook and figure out how to right click and select copy. Trackpad sucks and, so much. But it was it was more the just choosing to right click to copy oh. and then right click paste left click right click you don't know left right click. click left click right is click. how you select things <laughs> yeah you're it's one of those things where in my head i just do it so naturally that I don't even think about which is left and right mm. interesting and because i'm right-handed left just felt like the wrong one essentially mm. well i guess also you know it feels more natural to me like i how much do you use in mouse day to day not that much i'm not on my computer very much and it's yeah. mostly really basic stuff like click on the next email read yeah. it ignore it that's kind of what know? i figured because i use a mouse like yeah. all the time hmm. but yeah so i don't know it's just it's just interesting watching people use computers it was a. Uh, <laughs> It was commented on by the, you know, another guy who's sort of, he's not officially my supervisor, but he's in charge of the puzzle book stuff that I'm doing at work. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the whole, you know, I'm learning Adobe and design, blah, 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 blah. And since he's been writing these books for the company for whatever, 10 years, he has lots of experience using InDesign. So he knows all the tools that are available mm-hmm. to him. Oh, uh, yeah. But he is not a keyboard person. Oh. He's very much a mouse person. Like, he is not a touch typist. He, 
like basically hunts and pecks very efficiently uh and uh, and he just knows very quickly how to like click around in design and get the tool that he wants very quickly and that's not how i operate like when i was learning when i you know the first month or so that i was using indesign all i was doing was like first discovering the tool that i needed and then learning what the keyboard shortcuts before it was Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to go, like, especially in a program like that, there's like 10 menu bar items to start. And then once you select one of those and you get the drop down list of all the options, there's like 30 options. Yeah, it's and, not a simple program. Yeah, and like, sure, I could obtain the muscle memory to go, like, you know, object, scroll, table, scroll, new. And then do all this stuff, or I could just learn that it's Control Alt Shift T, and that's just way faster for me. Okay, I was gonna say they have to be like three or four action. Some of them are. Some though. of them are really easy. Like V, you just click V to get back to the selection tool, and you hit backsla- backslash to get to the line tool. Like some of them are really straightforward. Yeah. Some of them are obviously a bit more involved, but they're not anything crazy. Um. So yeah, so he was, you know, I was showing him like, oh, I'm, I was wondering what you thought about this thing, and and so he's watching me use InDesign, and he was like, huh, I've never seen someone use so many keyboard shortcuts using InDesign, <laughs> <laughs> because the other guy, Chris, who also does InDesign, he is, I've also watched him do it, and he is like, other than like a couple of things, like essentially like copy and paste things that happen in InDesign. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can use the arrow keys to, like, move an object around very small amounts. Yeah. Uh, he is, like, it was 100% uh, point and click, which just sort of infuriated me watching him use it. Because it's, I'm not learning anything, you know? <laughs> I can't, mm-hmm. my brain doesn't work this way anymore. Yeah. So. It's funny hearing you talk about that because it makes me think of, when I've like used 3d modeling programs, cause I know it's not the exact same thing, but it's similar where there's tons of options of things you can do. And a lot of them have keyboard shortcuts and trying to think about like how much I learned the keyboard shortcuts and actually use them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you'd be annoyed watching me. I think part of it is just that like, I never became that proficient in them that I started using it fast enough that the keyboard shortcuts mattered. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the thing with the person, Chris, like, he's just a very kind of, like, sl- like deliberate person in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a very fast computer user. Like, everything that I do, I want it to happen very quickly. And so that's why, you know, I get very good at using keyboard shortcuts quickly. And, you know, everything's just sort of doing what it needs to do very quickly. Uh, and Chris, like... He would just take his, like, not in a bad way. He just uh, was at the speed that he was at. Even at, like even watching him use the keyboard to do copy and paste, it was very deliberate. Like, command, C, like, at that speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting how, you know, people learn and get comfortable with, like, super different input methods and just have very different comfort levels with each one. I don't know. Yeah. Another, this is another thing that I've kind of thought about and worried about the next time, whenever I, 
get a new laptop whenever that'll be in the next few years. Because my current laptop is a ThinkPad. And what that means is that it has the little nipple mouse in the center of the keyboard. Mm. And two physical mouse buttons above the trackpad. Yeah. And I, like, I don't use the little nipple mouse very much. I normally use the trackpad if I'm just on my laptop. But I click almost exclusively with my left thumb on the left physical button on top of the trackpad. Oh, so... So you... I'll, like, keep my left hand, like, on the home row and just, like, mouse around oh. and then have my left thumb down and click like that. Okay. And I've and so... that's just become such muscle memory for me and it actually feels so comfortable to not have to do, like, the tap or push down on a trackpad sort of a thing to click mm-hmm. that, you know, if I, you know, just the odds are against me getting another laptop like that. Just, you know, I could, but I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, anytime I have to use a trackpad, even if it's a super nice trackpad, I'm just sort of like, ugh, this is so inferior to me. <laughs> is it really inferior, though? Like, you could be using it with one hand. You could have just learned it that way and then be superior and have a whole well, other hand to like, do everything else. It's not else. that I'm uncomfortable using a trackpad the way that it's meant to be used. Like, I am very proficient with my trackpad, and I can use, like, the little gestures and stuff to do other things with it and i do make use of that honestly it's more of like it's a it's an actual physical comfort thing like my wrist hurts less when i use the trackpad this way versus when i have to like kind of lift my hand up to tap or press down on this trackpad like it's just Mm -hmm. less comfortable like that that's what it comes down to Uh, yeah because you're spreading the the use out of over more muscles then yeah. when you're using two hands. Yeah, versus like clicking on the thing with my thumb. It's no different than just like if I were clicking on a space bar. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, yeah, it's just very comfortable. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to see how people respond to and get used to all the different ways of computing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And I'm insured. And you don't have a comic. Oh, so I need to refresh. So oh, shoot. No, you're right. I didn't copy and paste it because uh, I was so ready to transition. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Mark. I'm such a bad podcast partner here. It's okay. Well, here, um, I'll, I'll, while you do that, I'll regale you with another thing, which is that I finished my novel writing month. I got to 50,000 words this past weekend. Well, the month's not over, though. I know, but the technical goal is to get to 50,000 words, not to, like, write every single day. Okay. So you did it. Yeah. I mean, I was still probably, like, I wrote a little bit yesterday uh, anyway, and I might still write, like, a little bit tonight, but I'm not, like, pushing myself to get to 2,000 words every day or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so I finished, and because of that, that means I can start reading again, because I have time to. Yay. So I picked up, uh, do you know the His Dark Materials series, which is like the Golden Compass series? Not at all. Okay. I don't know either series. I'm sorry. Well, they're the same series. It's just that the Golden Compass like, has been made into a movie years ago. A really bad movie, but a movie. And now it's turning into like an HBO series. Hmm. So I wasn't sure if you had heard of it. Um, but it's sort of like a weird, I guess I'd call it fantasy, but not like fantasy uh put in the real world 
Um, but anyway, I read it in like middle school. Like it's not, you know, it's one of those books similar to Lord of the Rings where like you can really read it at any point and still get something out of it. You know, it's not aimed at young adults. It's not aimed at adults. It's just, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I remember almost nothing about it. Like I, like I definitely remember enjoying it in middle school, but I think some things went over my head and I just, it just didn't stick with me. So mm-hmm. I'm reading it again. Okay. And with that, Grant has successfully added his comic. I did and, that like a minute ago, but. Well, I know, but I needed to. I didn't want to stop your continue. story. Okay. You're. <laughs> we have Adam at Home by Rob Harrell. And uh, Adam, I assume, is talking to his wife. And Adam is saying, we've got to do something about the kids picky eating. And his wife said, says, I've heard you shouldn't force it and they'll eventually grow out of it. And Adam says, uh, hand to his face, pondering deeply. No, no, I'll come up with a plan. And his wife says, that's what I'm afraid of. Adam says, maybe broccoli smushed into cookie dough. Yum, yum, yum. Does that sound just interesting? Delectable. And it's clearly not cooked. It's not like broccoli cookies. It's cookies or cookie dough and raw broccoli is what I interpret that as. Which sounds just especially appetizing. Yeah. Mark, this comic got me thinking about uh, the idea of being picky and think we've talked enough that i'm fairly confident that you're not a picky eater um maybe you're just gonna like blow my mind right now and be like no i'm the pickiest eater ever but okay he didn't blow my mind so i'm pretty sure he's not the pickiest eater ever um but i was wondering about like different things in your life and is there anything in your life that you would say you're really picky about and if you don't feel like picky (laughs) is the right word selective Nah, I can say picky. Okay. Uh, I have no issue against that. Uh, what writing about utensils if... is one. Okay. I am definitely picky about writing utensils. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's just, I mean, it started at a very young age when I just, like, started getting into pens that just looked cool and felt cool to write with. Mm-hmm. And that has since blossomed into... Uh, <laughs> Being much more, you know, being selective about the pens that I get, like, um, yeah. So that, so that's and and pencils actually, mechanical pencils. I'm also mm-hmm. actually to some extent nowadays, I'm probably a bit pickier about mechanical pencils than I am pens. Like Ooh. I enjoy a nice pen, and I love that I have nice pens. But you know, the pens that I like, the pens that I am picky about are like I get like the Pilot G two. Uh, yeah. roller gel pens. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not super expensive. They're, you know, they're better than like a big ballpoint, but they're not like, you know, I'm not saying that I need to get some fancy pen. It's just that I have my strong preference as to what pens I like to write with. Mm-hmm. Um, and pencils, uh, also 
you know, just kind of the feel, how how it feels to hold. It needs to feel very solid and, like, fill in my hand. Because uh, if you have one that's, like, you know, one of those really skinny, really cheap Bic mm-hmm. ones, uh, it, it, like, just makes your hand cramp. Like, it's just uncomfortable to hold. Um, so, yeah, writing utensils is one. Um, not as much, but... I don't know. It feels more like it's like an appreciation for nice things is also mm-hmm. just like the paper and notebooks that I use. Oh, yes. Like I'm not I'm I bet that you're probably pickier than I am, but that's partially because you like use fountain pens and stuff. Uh like at work oh. I just have yeah. regular old spiral bound notebooks that they gave me when I yeah. got there. And I use them. It's fine. I don't care. Uh, but at home, you know, I I have like nice little cheaper moleskin notebooks that I use and some nice leather ones. And, you know, I, I like having that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could probably list some other things that I'm like. Yeah, now that I, now that I'm thinking, like maybe picky isn't quite the right word because I mean it depends on where you put the put the thing at picky because picky eating is this specific thing where people tend to be very like, I will not eat, you know, whatever. Yeah, but most of the things that I'm thinking of, it's like, well, if it came down to it, I need like I need to write something, you know, I need to write with something on something, or whatever, you know, whatever other analog it is, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, that's what's funny about picky eating is that picky eating is literally a bit more life and death. Uh, but I suppose you know, I guess some people like also picky eating as a sort of privilege. Yeah, and so people don't tend to think of it that way. Um, yeah, those are the two things that immediately come to mind because they have stuck with me the longest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'm also picky about keyboards. Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for a technology thing to come up. I thought you were going to start with tech stuff, so yeah, uh... I I almost disallowed all <laughs> tech things. No, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I'm not going to get into stuff like oh, operating systems because that's almost a binary choice these days. Like, you just don't have many options. It's more just like oh. You know, literally, what is your preference? You know, mm-hmm. Android versus iOS or whatever. Um, but yeah, so keyboards, which I would argue, not like inherently technological. Like, yes, they are, but you know, it's not like in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's much more along the ways, along the lines of my writing utensil preference. Okay, which is that I want to have an input method to express my thoughts that limits the uh, limits the obstacles between my brain and whatever I'm putting my thoughts down onto. Mm-hmm. You know? Because yeah. it's like, if I want to be writing, let's say I'm writing a letter or writing, you know, like a thank you note or whatever, uh, it's very frustrating to be completely brought out of it because you're fighting the pen that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I, I think that's a funny statement to make. Sorry for interrupting you. No, you're good. But I feel like the majority of our listeners, because the majority of them I don't think are like pen writing people, 
they hear that statement and they're like, what? I've never been brought out of the writing experience by a bad pen. Like, <laughs> but we, it's funny how like we both, you said that statement and I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, you're using one of those. I, I now I'm just thinking about thank you cards where you accidentally buy ones or because you can't tell when you buy them. Oh, no. But they have a yeah. sort of glossy inside. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and or, all you can use is like a ballpoint oh, pen to just etch your ideas into the paper. <laughs> yes, I've had more trouble with like postcards. Oh yeah, and that makes too. me even yeah. more worried because it's like you're not closed inside of something. Like mm-hmm. something's gonna be running over you, smearing my ink here. So I can't like put an extra piece of paper in the middle just to absorb the extra ink that's gonna leach off. Yeah, like uh. Yep. So, so I think like keyboards are the same for me. Um, okay. Where I just I want something that feels good to use, and, and I mean, I I actually have a I have a broad range of keyboards that I use and enjoy. It's just that when I have a keyboard that I don't like, I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Or were there other follow-up questions that you had? Oh, good question. Why well, was I was curious when I was asking you the question to see if you were My first thought was I assumed you were going to go to tech stuff. But if you didn't go there, I thought you were going to go towards um like non-physical things in terms of like you went very much towards preferences on like writing implements and keyboards like things that you tangibly connect with i was gonna say mm-hmm. um but maybe it was just like what i was thinking about when i found this comic but the first thought that i had when i like posed this um question to myself is that i've become a lot more picky and i guess maybe it just stuck out in my mind because i've progressively become more picky with it is like the the things that I spend my time doing in terms of like relationships and communicating with people Hmm. and that I've spent a lot less of my time like either communicating with people in ways that I find to be not very like useful or efficient um I've noticed this primarily in like in terms of like when I'm like reaching out to a friend or something or a friend reaches out to me and if the conversation based on that ends up being us texting back and forth for a while or it ends up like us texting back and forth for like a couple messages and then me like trying to very quickly steer it to another medium that I find much more efficient because I've I've grown to be a annoying person who doesn't like texting people. Mm-hmm. And so that was like one of the first things that popped into my mind. Um, Interesting. I obviously have tons of like physical things that I interact with that I'm very picky about. Um, But to try to take it kind of a different direction, very different from where you took it. Mm -hmm. That was kind of my, my one thought on the matter. So uh, this um, reminds me, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, because I assume this hasn't like this p- particular phrase. Maybe you haven't thought of. 
is the uh, hierarchy of communication. Which I is had just not like thought a, about that right, just, you that know, phrase. like a, a phrase that like, you know, a couple of podcasts that I listen to, someone has said something along those lines of like, okay, you have things like email and phone calls and text messages and maybe if you're someone else like, you know, Jack and Mikhail and I use Slack for a couple podcast related things. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe people who use things like WhatsApp or whatever, you know, like there are so many different ways now to communicate directly with people. Mm-hmm. Like what's your take on the hierarchy of the importance of each one and how seriously you take each one. Oh. I'm not going to have a great answer to this because this is something that I haven't really thought much about. But my first, like, thought is that... I don't know if, like, hierarchy... I'm trying to find a term that describes how I view it in the, like, very quick way that I'm imagining this. And I don't know if a hierarchy fits and then my other thought is like spectrum i don't think that fits because i think of like a lot of different things being at the same level and then there being different levels so kind of like a pyramid with different levels i don't know like the food pyramid Mm -hmm. the food pyramid of communication i mean i don't think you'd prepend it with food but point taken (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it has to be the food pyramid of communication. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting me have that one, Mark. I appreciate it. Of course. But I definitely think they're, like at the most basic level, there's definitely like a hierarchy or food pyramid or whatever of like these modes of communication because there are things that I view as significantly more serious than other things. Um, like I would say like video chatting with someone or something is like more serious than a phone call, which is more serious than like any sort of like instant messenger, which would be like, there's tons of those, which is why I like grouped them all into one and I don't see any difference between them, but Mm -hmm. like I see there's like a hierarchy there, but like. There's lots of different things that I think fit into the same category. Yeah. So this is where, like, so the thing that kind of made me raise my eyebrow at it is I think we're sort of have slightly immediate, slightly different immediate reactions to the word important in the context of this, where you said a video chat is more important than a phone call. Did I say important? I think so. Like, it's important in the sense of, like, to set one up and the people that you would do it with makes it more important. Like, it definitely relates more information very quickly. And there aren't many people that you would probably do it with. Right? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it is important. And I assume that's what you had in mind when you said it. But there's a different yeah. sense of importance of like maybe like I I tend to view it a lot as like urgency. Oh, like which of these media of communication would require the quickest or most urgent 
attention and response. In terms of like, if someone contacted you via this media? Yeah, like which one would stress me out or make me more worried or just make me feel like I needed to respond faster? Okay. Right, because then I think, at least for me, like a video call implies it like almost 100% of the time that it's first of all one of like three people and second of all it's because they are up to probably nothing really or with like a group of people or whatever and it's just like a casual thing versus a phone call uh, out of nowhere uh, hits a much wider spectrum of what it could possibly be about mm-hmm especially depending on who it is. Like there are some people who, if they called me out of the blue, uh, I would just totally flip out. Uh, like the instant I, I saw it, it would be a knee jerk. Like what just happened that you're calling me on the phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, versus other, obviously if like Aaron calls me, then it's just like my immediate reaction is like, Hey, how's it going? Uh, but there are other people that's that it would be like, I don't think you've ever called me for no reason. So like, uh, like feasibly you could, but you haven't. So what's wrong? Yeah. Uh, so do you email much? I email very little cause I, it's like texting, but worse almost. <laughs> it's like texting, but I feel bad for making mistakes or like saying things that are like, super informal or incorrect like i don't like texting because it's just it doesn't convey as much information as i would like it to convey and then emailing to me is worse because it doesn't convey as much information as i would like it to convey and i have to like i feel the need to stay at least somewhat formal and it seems more like final or complete than text messages okay Well, shall we? I, I sense I sense the awkward pause that indicates I should start reading Mark's comic for this week, which is Meg Classics by Greg Kerfman. So there appears to be a uh, a young girl sitting at a table, I presume eating a meal next to her father. Or a, another man at the table, who I assumed was her father. And the little girl, who I'm guessing is Meg, says, You know what I've just discovered isn't very effective at my height? The man, while eating a bite of food, says, No, what? And Meg responds, That sneeze deflector at the salad bar while wiping her nose. She says while wiping her nose. I oh I get it now the the first time I read it it made no sense but did you then, not know that those were sneeze deflectors no I know they're sneeze deflectors I was just imagining them wrong oh did you just thought that they like came out from the counter <laughs> so okay so currently what I'm imagining is I'm imagining like a countertop with a salad bar in it and then raised up from the salad bar there is like a glass cage that doesn't come all the way down 
Yes. Which makes sense for this comic because she's short. She sneezes under it. It makes sense. But when I first pictured it, I was thinking those like, I guess like more like deli style or like subway style sneeze protectors where it covers everything because you're not doing any of your own work. Oh, I was really confused. You kind of forgot what a salad bar is. I've been to a salad bar where they make the salad for you. It was bougie, but... I'm not sure if that counts as a salad bar. I don't know. It was a make-your-own-salad place where someone else made your salad for you. Yeah, well, that's different than a salad bar. Okay, long story short, Grant was wrong and doesn't know what he's talking about. I Are you, are you trying to talk about salad bars or sneezing or what? I wanted to know your opinions on not just salad bars, but sort of buffets in general. Mm. By buffets, are you meaning like places where you have to get all your food yourself or just like all you can eat locations or things? The, the intersection of those two statements. A buffet is a place where you get your own food by walking up and it's typically all you can eat because you just walk up and get it you know a buffet okay (laughs) sorry i i didn't know i crossed a line there but yes a buffet mark i'm um i don't know they're like fine it's not something i do or like go out of my way to do or really enjoy a lot i just feel like it's it's a lot of like pretty crappy food um and i feel like the purpose is always just to like make money off of you even and like i (laughs) fully recognize in that statement that like that's the whole purpose of like restaurants like going to any restaurant the, the job of the restaurant is to like make money off of you but it feels like it it pits like the competition of i'm gonna make money off of you no i'm gonna get my money's worth out of this like it it makes it more reasonable for you to try to compete against it so more people do and it just when you're one of those people who do it just sucks like no matter if you win or lose it just doesn't end up making you feel good about yourself Hmm. what about something uh let's 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 uh narrow it down to something that i feel like you can't protest quite as much against okay which is like a pizza buffet okay what what are your immediate reactions to that my immediate reactions are that my father loves pizza buffets (laughs) um and i go to them to support him because he loves them And, like, I don't have any problem with them. But I always feel like I'm not getting my money's worth. And then it makes me feel bad. Versus if I just, like, go to a, like, go and, like, get some pizza. There's, it's not that I am not getting, or it's not that I'm getting more of my money's worth when I'm just, like, ordering my own pizza. It's that it feels more inevitable that I'll, like, at least somewhat be getting ripped off. Versus at like a pizza buffet, if I'm getting ripped off, I feel like I'm getting ripped off because I didn't try hard enough to eat enough pizza. 
I don't it know if anyone like else has that. Problem. Is, so is that like a weird thing? Like no one else has that experience? <laughs> well, okay. So this is the thing. I I understand the feeling of like I paid for this, and so I need to hit some imaginary goal of getting my money's worth. Yeah. But maybe you just set an impossibly high bar for yourself, or maybe I—I I, I don't know. But I—I don't—I don't feel like I've ever walked away from a buffet of any variety, definitely not a pizza buffet, and felt like, huh, I didn't just earn my like twelve dollars worth. I—I I don't know. I feel like it's pretty easy. Maybe you're it... just not doing a sufficient amount of math to figure out like how much pizza actually costs versus how much you actually ate that could be the case and i think it's also like a combination of a number of factors of like my appetite compare like currently my appetite compared to where i was at in like peak peak buffet eating age of like high school boy <laughs> yeah like it has changed drastically so when i do things like that I just think back to like, oh, what could I, what did I used to be able to do? Like, Mm -hmm. and so there's like that comparison that makes me think like, oh, I'm not eating as much as like in the past I've been able to. And then also the just like trying to eat healthier mindset that I've with like a decreasing appetite have come into of like, oh, I should like eat until I'm full and then stop eating rather than the previous mindset i had which was i'm gonna eat until i fu- i'm full and then i'm gonna keep eating until this restaurant goes out of business because then i win yeah but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the pizza buffet <laughs> but it there's like st- oh, i don't know <laughs> maybe for you it doesn't mean you can't enjoy the pizza buffet but for me it does because at that point i lost like i think you just need to reset your standards Maybe, like, come back out here, learn what the cost of two slices of pizza is, and that'll set you straight again. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But no, I, like, I understand. I understand the feeling, you know. You know, like, when we went to, like, all you can eat sushi, and you're trying to determine what is Mm -hmm. the right approach to just the rest of your life from that point on. Uh, Yeah. Is it uh, worth me, like, going back to work and, like, feeling like I'm going to die for the rest of the day in order yeah. to consume as much sushi as I feel like is worth it? Exactly. Mm. Well, that's all I had. Now I want pizza. I've been craving pizza for a while. I've Why been, did you... Oh. I've been holding off like a I, champion. I haven't oh. had pizza in, like, weeks. I had a really good pizza this weekend. Uh, it was you. delicious. It was like some. It was like a foo-foo like candied bacon with like balsamic reduction on it. Pizza. I hate what people have been trying to do to pizza. I normally do it's a too, whole other thing. But then I ate it and I was just like, oh my god, that was so worth it. I just want like a Chicago style pizza with just like sausage. Like Chicago I don't need Chicago style. Yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna get roasted for saying that in that tone of voice. But it is my uh, ninety percent of the time. It is my preferred style of pizza. 
Uh, that is oh we need to have a longer conversation about this <laughs> not now 